Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, ready to roll on a Thursday. NFL schedule release tonight. Knicks won last night. Will the Sixers finish off the Celtics tonight? Lakers, Warriors last night. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Well, well, well. That was something pretty predictable. Said yesterday, I thought the Warriors would win. I thought the Knicks would win. Uh, but there were messages in both W's. Draymond Green looked very good last night, setting the tone. <laughs> a lot of people bailing. J-Mac, a lot of people bail on him. He was great last night. Draymond was 20-10, and 10, outstanding, but uh, you buried the lead. We know the Jets are opening in prime time, Colin. Week one, let's go. We'll get to that in a second. Well... We said yesterday, and this is something we've said over and over, when a team goes home, their role players play really good. A couple nights ago, Lonnie Walker in L.A. was something. Lonnie Walker last night, nothing. Jared Vanderbilt, nothing. Rui, nothing. Yet the role players for the Warriors, Jordan Poole was under control. Gary Payton II was very strong. As expected, when you play at home, the non-stars, your fifth best starter, your first three guys off the bench tend to grow and play well. You need the stars on the road because you're not going to get the role players on the road and the Lakers role players didn't deliver. Um, In fact, if you look at the box score, it really tells you the story. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, blocks, fast break, points in the paint, fouls, dead even. Rebounds the smaller Warriors decisively won the rebounds. How? Energy, hustle, and intensity. It doesn't show up in an analytic. It doesn't show up in a box score. When you pin a champion against a wall, that box score tells you that game, game, that game, that came down to the final shot. Warriors in control. They led by double digits in the fourth quarter for all but like 16 seconds. It is remarkable to watch, especially at home, although we saw the Warriors do it in Sacramento. You get pinned against the wall. We saw the Warriors do it last year in Boston, pinned against the wall, and they provide a punch. Draymond was a catalyst. Andrew Wiggins, easily his best game, finally Played with some assertiveness and aggressiveness. Jordan Poole played under control. So Steph Curry, who's been brilliant, like he was against Sacramento, 
Steph Curry got some support, which he often does at home from role players. So the Warriors clearly last night providing another example that the Warriors still have their fastball. But the question is, how many times do they have it in this series? Am I supposed to believe Andrew Wiggins, who played aggressively, will now go to L.A. and play aggressively again? It's not his personality. Can I get 20 from Draymond again? So last year in the finals, they gave us two big games like last night. Fastball, beginning to end. They gave us two of them against Sacramento. This is the first time, beginning to end, you got the Warriors fastball. The good news for the Lakers, though, and it's really good news, is due to the Lakers' size, and we saw it last night, they score less spectacularly. Warriors look flashier. But the Lakers score more easily. They get those twos very easily. That's why at one point in the first half, the Warriors were humming, and it was tied at 54. But eventually, the Lakers' role players didn't provide the help that Steph's role players did. Golden State has no answers for the Lakers' size. So the only way for the Warriors to win these games, and you look at the rebounding totals, when they've out-rebounded the Lakers, i.e., they've been hyper-aggressive both ends. Offensive rebounds, crashing the boards, defensive rebounds. Only two games the Warriors have won. So you're going to go to L.A. now. You're not going to get that kind of effort probably from a Jordan Poole or a guy off the bench or Dante DiVincenzo. You're going to need Steph again to be great. But the key is you're going to need Wiggins to be great and you're going to need Draymond to be great because Steph will be. And I don't, I don't think the Warriors have any answer for the Lakers' size unless they're over-the-top aggressive, which they were last night, led by Wiggins. And I'll say this, that um, I felt like I was a spectator last night watching a champion, and I was wondering, is this their final punch? And I, Because when they give you this fastball, it's beautiful. The ball movement is beautiful. The shooting and the skill is beautiful. Lakers aren't pretty. Lakers win with defense, protecting the rim, AD, blocking six shots. They're not a pretty team. Darvin Ham wasn't a pretty player. He's a defensive guy. That's his mindset. That's how he coaches. That's his basketball DNA. Tough. Golden State's been the most beautiful basketball team on the planet for about a decade. Are we watching the end of it? Their last punch before they reboot. So I sat back. We have a luxury tax coming in now. You're not going to be able to have teams like this where guys play together forever. The only reason we got KD to the Warriors because of a goofy loophole. That's not going to happen again. So I, I, the only way for the Warriors to win, Andrew Wiggins, and I predicted he'd have a great series. Nope, he's had one great game. You're going to need that effort from historically non-aggressive Andrew Wiggins. You're going to need that two more times. Here's Steve Kerr after. This was the best game Wiggs has played since he's been back. Just his, the way he attacked, the way he got to the rim, um, that adds another dimension to our attack. I, I thought the last couple games uh, in LA, you know, we, we just did, we didn't get to the line a ton. Um, we, uh, we settled for a lot of, a lot of stuff. And I, I thought Wiggs did a good job of, um, of really being aggressive. We know Steph's going to be great. We know the role players for the Warriors in LA are not going to be great. It's going to come down to Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green because Clay Thompson has had a good half. So I need Wiggins and I need Draymond to deliver A games like last night. They can do it. Big-time Hall of Fame-level talent can do it on the road. Role players can't. And we know Steph's going to be great. All right, so Anthony Davis got his head banged on, left in a wheelchair. They wanted to get him off his feet. Uh, the good news is it's nothing below the waist. It's no ankle. It's no knee. Uh, Chris Haynes reporting this morning, barring a setback, AD will be available tomorrow night. I would have gotten him off the floor end of the third. When the Warriors went up 16 points, 230 left third quarter, I I would have pulled LeBron and AD off. Instead, you got LeBron playing another nine minutes in the fourth quarter. He could have stopped at 30. Instead, he played 39. Those nine minutes matter. And AD's getting banged around and may have a concussion. The entire second half, the Warriors led by double digits, as I said earlier, for all but 16 seconds. 
Steph was in a zone every time they got close. 10, 11, 9, Steph at a 3, Steph at a 2. So you played LeBron nine minutes more than I would have, and you got AD hurt more than you should have. Uh, remember against the Grizzlies when uh, AD was grabbing his shoulder and saying, I can't feel my arm? This is the longest stretch AD has provided the Lakers without missing a game. This is the longest stretch. So it's a lot of cross-your-finger stuff, and we know Biggs and B gets banged up. We know this. We saw Giannis in the playoffs get banged up. We watched Memphis's big Stephen Adams fall apart. You got to protect your bigs, and sometimes protecting them is you get down big third quarter. They have an injury history. Just take them out. I would have done it. They didn't. So you cross your fingers. AD is ready to go. But you know his body. It just you know big guys get hurt early. They get hurt often. Embiid's not going to get healthier. Stephen Adams not going to get healthier. AD's not going to get healthier. Giannis is not going to get healthier over the next seven to eight years. So the injury report comes out later today. They use independent doctors. Chris Haynes is reporting this morning, somebody I trust, uh, that it, he is ready to go barring a setback. Remember, though, remember, they're not beating the Warriors the next two games without AD. They're not. They had a lead on the Suns a couple of years ago, and LeBron was closer to his prime. AD goes down, series unravels. So, I mean, let, let's be honest. The entire series for the Warriors has been trying to manipulate Anthony Davis. It's not about LeBron. They're not game planning for LeBron at all. They're game planning for Anthony Davis. He leads the team. LeBron was hoping he would have started this three years ago. It took a while, but now he is the team. When LeBron plays well, it helps. When AD plays great, they don't lose. So as of now, the good news is AD will be available. My gut feeling, I do not know what the line is. My gut feeling, if AD plays, Lakers come back home and win because I do not believe Andrew Wiggins can provide that type of aggressive, assertive style two more games. I think we got Andrew Wiggins a very rare glimpse of what he can be on his best. And I don't think Draymond's dropping 20 in L.A. and then 20 back in the Chase Center. So that's where we are today. Do you know what the line is? I bet, I bet the line's waiting for AD to play. If AD plays, Lakers are favored, I bet you by four. The line currently is Lakers by two and a half. AD's healthy. I think it moves a point up. That would be my guess. I think the line is sort of waiting on AD. It's a, like we won't know at all, right? This is like a weird injury. It, it looked like the bone of his of Looney's forearm hit him. Like, I don't know. Was it in his orbital bone? Well, right on the side of his head? Yeah, it's I a mean, weird injury. Yeah, well, the bottom line is when they brought a wheelchair in, that told you they wanted to get AD off his feet. And it wasn't his feet. So what AD is telling you is he's fuzzy. So in the NFL, you see guys wobble. AD didn't wobble. So that tells you it's probably not quite as serious. But you don't have a lot of concussions in the NBA. The good news is it's like not a knee, not an ankle, not a back. Yeah. The bad news is you got to kind of wait. Guys get fuzzy. Sometimes guys don't show the symptoms of concussions. And then the independent doctors come in and like, dude, you got to sit out. So they're not winning this series without AD. The Warriors will win the next two games without AD. Cross your fingers. It's nothing to joke at. It's a very serious injury. But I will say, the wheelchair, when we think of wheelchairs, we all freak out, right? Like, that's serious. They just wanted to get the big guy off his feet. That's all they wanted to do. And so the reports were last night, he was moving better and he's going to be okay. So I think I think he's back and I think the Lakers wrap it up in L.A. But you pointed out, uh, you know, Anthony Davis has been the guy they're game planning around. AD has three 30-point games this postseason. LeBron has none. We have not seen yet that LeBron game where he puts well, a definitive mark. He had the 22 and 20 against Memphis yeah, that in was, overtime. Yeah. But remember, he was absolutely gassed the next game and they ended up losing. Is, I, I, is this LeBron's, his last great moment? He played 39 minutes last night. I know. And that's why it's a lot. When they, let, when they trailed by 16, two and a half to go in the third quarter, my thing is get him off the floor. They did cut it to nine in the fourth at one point. And but then Steph I, came right back and hit a shot. Yeah. Not, do you think do you think the Warriors – you watched the way the Warriors played last night. It wasn't about hitting shots, how aggressive they were. Oh, yeah. Okay, you thought they were going to blow a 16-point lead? No. No way. Uh, all that my was, Laker buddies on text threads are calling Friday Game 7. You've got to win the series on Friday here at home. You, you're, not, you're not winning Game 7 on the road with the amount of games and AD minutes. If AD plays, my guess is LeBron puts the cape on – and, he, and that, by the way, that's not a four-quarter game. That is like 37 minutes of the best LeBron available, which is probably 24 points, and, and, and it's real yeah. close, but I would take the Lakers by at the home. By the way, AD in the second half, last two games, kind of a non-factor. The, f the fatigue is real. 
I mean, Lakers fans have a right to be nervous. This, this series is becoming what we thought because the Warriors are deeper is that the longer it goes, it does favor the Warriors because AD has a history of getting banged up. Steph, he's made it through a lot of playoffs. And also, LeBron needs two days rest. By the way, what was AD's best half of the series? Game one, first half. That's right. He had a two-and-a-half-day yeah. rest advantage. The, the Lakers were unbelievable in the first half, Chase Center, game one. Second half, AD not as effective. Game two, not nearly as effective. So what's happening to the Lakers is their big advantage of, you know, AD, he's getting worn down. He is getting worn down. So this is why you have to win Friday. Yeah. That is, it is essential for that. You don't need LeBron playing 39 and 40 on Sunday at the Chase Center. That, that spells trouble. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director Wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates, none of the bull. Um, so here's the story. Yesterday I floated a brilliant trade idea, and the market responded. It was really next level. But a story today is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are now eligible for the $613 million Supermax contracts because they both made All-NBA. That, of course, when you sign them, is going to limit other things. So when I floated this brilliant trade idea, a lot of people push back. But let me ask Celtic fans. You and I know that Jason Tatum's personality has been formed. He is much more Wiggins than Kobe or MJ. He's not hyper-aggressive. You'll know this. I could tell you at six years old what my kids' personalities were. People don't change. Kobe, MJ, LeBron, Bird, aggressive. Jason Tatum is more Wiggins, right? Doesn't grab the game late. That's his personality. Jalen Brown's personality is more Kobe and MJ, but he's a number two. So this thing doesn't work that well. So this has to be a results, strictly a results-oriented decision. I don't need Justin Herbert to win Super Bowls or Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. I got my guy. But in the NBA, tandems win titles. 
Shaq and Kobe did not get along, but they won titles. Stockton and Malone did get along, didn't win titles, but I'm still comfortable paying whatever it takes because the tandem worked. And sometimes winning a title is just luck. The Raptors won one. They got lucky. The Warriors fell apart. But when the tandem doesn't work ideally, I need proof. I needed a title last year or this year, or I'm moving off it and I'm keeping Tatum. When, when, this is not the NFL. You just If you have a great left tackle, whether or not he gets along with the quarterback, there's not many on the planet. All right? You just pay for it. Nobody's working in tandem. Receivers come and go, left tackle. Do you have the quarterback? You pay him winner without Super Bowls. But in the NBA, finals and the Celtics are not Sacramento. They're ba- they want to get titles. They got a lot of titles. Yankees have titles. Lakers have titles. You know, Niners have titles. That's the goal here. These are first world NBA problems, Celtics. They've got a tandem. And because of the personalities, it's not that they don't like each other. It just doesn't fit that well. But they are so, so good, all these players together, and they've been working for years together, and the front office is good, and the fans, and they went at home, and they play defense. They win a lot of games. But if they get bounced by Philadelphia, and they gagged at home last year and lost to an aging Warriors team, what am I paying for? Because once you pay $613 million, there's going to be all sorts of limitations elsewhere. Again, if the tandem worked, I would not need titles. Like, I think Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, whether or not it would be Supermax, but De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, it works. I mean, Stockton and Malone, it worked. I, I watched Pippen and Barkley. Did not work. So, it, to me... This series against Philadelphia, which could come to its conclusion tonight, is I have a hard time paying 613. I can't even get to the finals back-to-back years. This is the Celtics. There's no glory in getting to the Eastern Conference Championship every year. you got to win titles here. And uh, so I think, it's, I think this game tonight is fascinating. Um, I, I, my gut feeling is the Celtics win tonight. I think Boston's going to win tonight, and then I think it goes back, and I think Boston's going to win this series. I've said all year long, I do not trust Philadelphia in these big spots. I think they're wildly fun. They're much more entertaining. They're loose. They're alpha. I think Boston wins tonight. But uh, as I floated my brilliant, and that's what it's being called everywhere, brilliant trade proposition, is $613 million going to make limitations up and down the roster. This has to be a strictly business uh, results decision. And, and it's not always in sports. If stuff works together, you just sign it and you just you cross your fingers going forward that they end up as champions. You're going to keep Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, the inside power, the outside court leadership. You keep those guys together forever. They may win a title. You hope they win a title, but it works. This thing doesn't look like it works to me. I mean, it works well enough to win, but their record in close games is under 500. How's that possible? This team's so good. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I know we talk a lot about the Jets and the Giants, but Jalen Brunson is the best quarterback in New York City. <laughs> he is the best quarterback. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be around for the next four years. Uh, he's better than Daniel Jones. Mello was beloved and iconic and talented, and New York basketball loves its stars. The guy got insecure about Jeremy Lin. Brunson is a playmaker, a shot maker, smart, resilient, unselfish. You found your quarterback. He creates complete, utter clarity for a franchise that never has it. Now just get players around him that don't need the ball in their hands constantly and that can finish off his playmaking. I'm not sure if R.J. Barrett's the guy. You can keep Julius Randle, but he's got to be a three or a four. But this is Jalen Brunson's team. You found your quarterback. Just keep the ball in his hands. He makes great decisions and find guys around him that can shoot. You got a bunch of size and a bunch of non-shooters. Go find shooters. Finally, the Knicks have substance. And somebody you can build a culture around. Toughness, mental and physical. Not a star. Marbury, Starberry. You can't build around him. Carmelo, again, Jeremy Lin freaked him out. Can't build around him. They're just talented. Remember the old Amari Stoudemire you got from Phoenix? His knees falling apart. Another star. 
You haven't had a culture since Walt Frazier, Willis Reed, the busher. It's a culture. Pat Riley gave you some culture. By the way, during the dynasty for the Spurs, do you know arguably their second most important player was for off the bench, Manu Ginobili? That's called culture. Do you know during the Warriors dynasty, the most important person after Steph has been Draymond Green, seven points a game. It's called culture. Jalen Brunson's your star and like Tim Duncan, like Magic Johnson, like Michael Jordan, you got a star that's the right star, the right catalyst, and you can build around. Securing himself, grinder, Villanova, second round quarterback. So uh, go, go ask Brooklyn and the Memphis Grizzlies about having a star. Said it forever. A GM told me this years ago. It's not about having a star in the NBA. It's about having the right star who's securing himself, coachable, tries on both ends, elevates others beyond himself. Uh, last night's a great example of what Jalen Brunson is. Season's on the brink. You'd already won a series and surprised people. You trail 3-1. You're facing Spolstra. You could have mailed that puppy in. And instead, Jalen Brunson is absolute money all night long. And now you know what you are and you're not. And so much of sports isn't just knowing what you are. It's, it's knowing what you're not. You know now Jalen Brunson's the guy. Here's what you also know. Julius Randle is not a two. R.J. Barrett's not a two. So go find a two. Here's Tibbs after. What can you say about the guy? He's just uh, incredible. You know, all-around player, great leader, great toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness, ability to think on his feet, ability to lead, ability to connect with people, to bring the best out of people. You know, that's what makes him special, and it's play after play. Yeah, I mean, Starberry, Mello, Amari, nobody, nobody lacks, nobody says they're not talented. How do you build around those? Mar Marbury, oh, he averaged eight, nine assists a game after he got his. Nobody thinks Marbury was a great passer. Yeah, like Mello wouldn't play on the defensive end, wouldn't even take a step back and shoot a three as the three ball was exploding, and he was a great wing shooter. Uh, Amari Stoudemire, you know, his body fell apart. Like, this is what you build around. And I say this all the time about the NFL. You can have – you. Can, San Francisco's got the best roster, I think, in the NFL. Easily over about 90% of the league. They can't get the quarterback right. So that's why nobody thinks – that's why everybody, including myself, think they're not a Super Bowl team. Now, Philadelphia's got a great roster and a quarterback. They should be favored in the NFC, and they are. But, I mean, Kansas City didn't have a great roster. They played like nine rookies last year. They have a great quarterback. So once you get the quarterback set – that's why it was always so disappointing how the Indianapolis Colts couldn't support Andrew Luck. They had the quarterback. Okay, what's step two? Protect the quarterback. What's step three? Get the quarterback weapons. They can never figure it out. Once you get the quarterback, if you can't figure it out, that's on the GM. Don't blame the coach. Because once you get the quarterback, the next two steps are easy. Protect him and get him weapons. Uh, so I, when I watch the Knicks, I'm like, they got their guy. I never felt Melo was their guy. They got their guy. Tough, and I love that he's a Villanova guy, East Coast guy. I like he's got a chip on his shoulder. His dad played in the NBA. Dallas let him go. All the stuff you want for a guy you can build a culture around. Manu Ginobili was huge for the Spoozers. Derek Fisher was big for the Lakers culture. You forget, you, everybody thinks it's the most talented guy. No, it's not. John Morant, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving bounced around the league, and we always play it's Luca's fault. It's Brad Stevens' fault. It's Brooklyn's fault. It's, it's, it's Dan Gilbert's fault. You, know, you notice it follows Kyrie around the league. He's a star. Jalen Brunson. Dallas was better with him. Dallas is worse without him. The Knicks were worse without him. The Knicks are better with him. It matters. He's a winning basketball player. And a, and a tremendous, tremendous guy to build around for the next four or five years. So I, I saw this story. Um, one of the, uh, I'm, a step, I, I'm a stepfather to four beautiful kids. And being a stepfather is uh, a step parent is different than being a parent because, you know, my stepkids have a dad, they have a mom. I try to be a very gracious host. Uh, I try to elevate them where I can, be there when I can, but they have a mom, they have a dad. I love being a step parent, but it's, it's an interesting relationship you have because you're not their dad, you're not their mom, right? And so I always feel like uh, uh, if there's a sports equivalent, I always feel like an interesting place to be as a professional athlete. In the NFL, you're a backup, a young backup quarterback to a superstar quarterback. 
who's aging. Like, okay, so in college, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray can just say, okay, I'm not the guy here. I'm going to go to LSU. I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I'm not the guy. In college, you have way more flexibility. But in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers had to sit behind Brett Favre knowing he was good enough to start for 75 to 80% of the league. What do you do? I mean, you want to be gracious, but not too assertive. You want to be aggressive to show the management that you're the guy, but you don't want to be disruptive. And so Jordan Love was talking about this yesterday. He goes, it's exciting. I, I can actually now like be a more vocal leader. And I, I always think this is just the oddest. That's why what you want to do is draft a quarterback and within a year pivot off like Alex Smith. You draft Mahomes. You say, hey, you're going to learn under Alex Smith. But you don't want Mahomes behind Alex Smith for two and three and four years. So this, this tells me by keeping Jordan Love behind, and it is a tough spot to be in. By the way, Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Jeff Perlman wrote about it, was a very prickly relationship. Aaron knew he was better than 90% of the quarterbacks in the league. You want to be gracious, but it gets old. You got an old rich guy in front of you that's stubborn, and you're like, I can start for almost everybody. In college, you can just Joe Burrow it and transfer to LSU. In the NFL, you're trapped. So what Green Bay has done, it worked with Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's I think it's been hard for Jordan Love. How assertive can you be? How much leadership can you show? So uh, you know, he talked about it yesterday. He said it's exciting. I can be the guy. I can be vocal. I can lead. Uh, Jordan talking about replacing Aaron. It's exciting. Um, I think there's a lot of energy around it um, for myself, and you know, I think I can kind of step up and. Um, be a little bit more vocal and things like that, knowing that I'm the guy um, and not being a backup. So um, I think from that aspect, it changed a little bit. Since college and since I've been here, I've improved drastically. Um, just learning the scheme, learning how to play in the scheme, and uh, just improve myself as a quarterback. And I think I've improved in a lot of ways. And um, you know, I just try and keep building that, try and keep working at it um, every day. I will say this. Most of the time, when you're a young guy and you take over a team, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, the coach is unproven and something's bad. The O-line's terrible. You're the Chargers. Uh, Anthony Lynn's the coach. Justin Herbert comes in. The O-line is terrible. Team's pretty good, but the O-line's bad. So this is the rare situation where the fans are kind of over Aaron because he couldn't even beat Detroit at home and get to the playoffs. So you're not replacing Aaron post-Super Bowl. Like, Everybody in Green Bay is kind of like, okay, we're kind of over this stuff. And then not only do you have a coach that's won, a very good O-line, a star running back, some winning momentum, but I also think off of last season, there's not a ton of pressure here to be great. I'll say it again. If you thought he was Derek Carr but moved better, I think you'd be overjoyed. We know he's not Mahomes, so they wouldn't have signed Aaron to an extension. And we don't think he's Zach Wilson. My guess is, can he be the 15th best quarterback in the NFL? What say you, J-Mac? 15th best quarterback NFL. What kind of timetable are we looking at? Like three Thanksgiving, years Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Absolutely not. No shot. Oh, that's negative. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So remember, J Mac, it was uh, may have been Monday or Tuesday that I said I had a list of what I considered the ten most important players, one through 10, in the playoffs as of that day. Anthony Davis was one, right? Right. So let's revisit it now a couple of days later, a couple of games later. So AD is number one. We are awaiting word on his health. I think you and I both believe if he couldn't play in game six that the Warriors beat them, I still think he remains number one. Interesting. Steph is the only thing that gives the Warriors a chance to win because their role players will not play great in L.A. Mm -hmm. Jokic is obviously but a dominating factor. Um, it's interesting. Devin Booker, I put it five, and I got a lot of pushback. But what, in the, Too low or too high? Too low. Okay. And my knock was he doesn't play great defense, 
and they are plus nine with him playing on the floor and plus seven when he's not on the floor. <laughs> so Booker is points. He's a bucket, but he doesn't stop a bucket. And he's, there's a difference between talented and an MVP. Guys that score, John Morant does not make the Grizzlies better. The net rating goes up when he's off the floor. He's just talented. Melo was just talented. Devin Booker's talented. They're not significantly better plus minus. Now, he's not off the floor a lot. But then I put Tatum 7, uh, 6, Embiid 7, Durant 8, Jalen Brown 9, LeBron 10. You know who I would put in now? And I think I would put him at 8. Jalen Brunson? Yep. So, so I you're think, bumping LeBron off the list? No, no, no. I'm taking KD off. Oh, that's bold. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm KD saying is... off, Jalen Brunson on. Jalen Brunson has been so vital to them. I had him at like 11, 12. I think I'd move him up. So let's go over the title of this. Best, most important... Important player now. In the playoffs now. Who are now. the most important players? Like their team... I don't think the Lakers could win another playoff game against the Warriors without AD. I mean, he literally changes every time they go down the floor defensively or offensively. But you, that could apply to Curry. Like Warriors are... Getting blasted. But if last Curry night, the let's game. be honest, Draymond and Wiggins were as valuable or more valuable. Mm. Last night, the Lakers hung in the first half because AD was great. The minute AD's game curtailed, game was over. Steph didn't have to dominate. Wiggins was unbelievable. Draymond was unbelievable in the second half, and they pulled away and blew him out. I think Anthony Davis is the most valuable player. I'm not saying the best. He's the most valuable. But he is hot and cold, proving when he's cold, this team that's beating the defending champs can't win. Yeah. In the second half last night, he was Ooh. dominant in the first. They literally, until he stopped being dominant, were toe-to-toe at the Chase Center in a game we thought they'd get blown out. Okay, so how do you... So he's the most important, right? Most important but player. how is that different from best? Because we would agree, Anthony Davis is not the best player on this list. Well, no, no. At his best, he's as good as anybody. So you have to be great. I mean... For instance, whoa, whoa. at his best, like when he is like game one, two and a half days rest, he took the whole game over at the chase center. Okay. All right. At his best, he's as good as anybody. All these guys are great. But the question is when you add in, like, that's what I've always said about the MVP award. Russell Westbrook's never been the most valuable no. player in the league. It was a stu- it's James Harden's never been the most valuable player in the league. They won the award and the awards now come about stats. It used to be. Kobe got it, won a title. MJ got it. Duncan got it. You gave the MVP. LeBron got it. The previous five years from the last five years, if you won the MVP, half the time you won the title. Now the MVP, we give it to a stat guy. That's why I said Jokic analytically is number one. His team was seated number one, and he gives you more games than Embiid. He's the MVP. It doesn't bother me, but the most valuable is generally the most talented, yes, but also... I always said this about Jim Harbaugh, the coach. Everywhere he leaves goes into the tank. Stanford was going to Orange Bowls with him. He leaves, they're awful. He goes to Michigan, they're awful. They become great. Now they're a top three program, top three or four program. It's not just what you provide when you leave. If you take Jalen Brunson out of the Knicks, all they have is size and no shooters. They're terrible. Well, the weird part about Anthony Davis is him and LeBron were with the Lakers, with Westbrook, and they were a middling team. They had to change the role players around, and then they become... A major Remember, threat, though, and now... AD was not available early in the season. He is the longest stretch of sustained playing and success since he's been a Laker. So the, let's be fair to AD. The first half, he was all banged up. It was LeBron and Westbrook trying to win games. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, 
it. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is interesting. Let's bring in Chris Broussard, co-host First Things First. So listen to these numbers. My guys just pulled these out. These are amazing. Anthony Davis in the first half of the series. 16 points, 65% from the field, 10 attempts. In the second half, 6.4 points, 44%, mm. five attempts. That's half the player. So what it's telling you is he's getting worn down, and then last night I see him get banged in the head. So if he didn't, I mean, what, what that's telling me is, am I going to get energized dominating AD in game six. I mean, what do you make of those numbers? He's like two different players. Yeah, I think the numbers are the toll of the pace that the Warriors are pushing, weighing on him in the second half. And that's why I don't think he's as effective. Now, I will give him credit. It was the second half, of course, when he defended Steph Curry at the end of game four. And he did a great job moving his feet, all that. But offensively, he obviously hasn't been that same guy. Colin, assuming he plays, and the latest reports are that he looks like he'll play in game six, I'm not expecting a big game from AD. I think that because of what happened it last night with him getting hit like that and, you know, having the problems that he had, I think he's going to be a tad bit tentative, a little bit hesitant. If I'm the Warriors, I am getting physical with him. Assuming the refs got to let him play, but I'm getting physical with them. AD doesn't like physical play. That's why he's never wanted to really be a center. And I am attacking the rim. One of the things that's bothered me about the Warriors in this series, I get it, they're a great three-point shooting team. But sometimes they are passing up layups or short runners, five, seven feet, to kick it out for a three-point shot. Because they've been afraid of AD. You have to attack him, and I think they'll do – if I'm them, I'm doing that. And here's the thing, Colin. I think subconsciously AD will use what happened last night. It'll be a crutch for him. It's an excuse to have a bad game, to have a, a game where you're not fully engaged, where you're not dominant. One of these games where he's just out there, but he's kind of got this built-in excuse. Oh, he's – you saw what happened to him at the end of game five. So, look, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I expect from AD. I don't expect him to be dominant at all. Okay, here's what I worry about. Wiggins has had one great game in the series, and when they out-rebound the Lakers, they're 2-0. and And Wiggins, he's twitchy. He, can, he is a fast okay. elevator. He can tip loose balls. When he was aggressive last night around the basket, 
they're a different basketball team. But he's not – he can be very passive. He can disappear. And I don't think to beat the Lakers, they need that Wiggins. And I don't know if I can get that. Abs- uh, yeah. Well, it's a question mark, that's for sure. I mean, that was why he couldn't be a one or a two in Minnesota. And I thought he'd be perfect in Golden State because he'd be the three or the four – and that's what he is. You don't expect much from him. He's not the guy you go through. He's going to give you a good 20 points and some defense and things like that. And I agree. I mean, last year, remember, he was their second best player in the finals. That is the Andrew Wiggins they need. And Wiggins was great. Draymond had his best game of the postseason. And some people are saying, well, you can't count on that. Certainly you can't count on 20 from Draymond, so they could be in trouble in game six. But here's what I say. Those two stepping up, particularly Draymond offensively, that just made up for Clay not delivering. So Clay Thompson is due. All right, Clay Thompson's last three games, he's averaging 11 points, shooting less than 30% from the floor, 33% from three. He is due, and they call him Game Six Clay for a reason. So I'm expecting a big game from Clay. So even if Draymond doesn't score a lot or Wiggins drops back down a little bit, Clay delivering should make up for that. So I've said before, I think uh, the Sixers are flawed, but I love watching them play because it's all alpha. Doc, Harden, Embiid, they think (laughs) they're greater than they are, and I love them. Boston's better than they think they are, and I don't trust them late. So they played tonight. I think Boston's going to – I think Tatum's going to come and give you one of his all-timers. But, man, if they lose, who do you have tonight? I'm going to take Boston – but going to Philly is going to be a handful. That crowd's going to be lubricated and ready to go. Who do you like? Oh, absolutely. Look, I'm shocked at this series because I, I really, as good as Philadelphia is, and I've looked at their past with Jason Hart or James Harden struggling in big playoff moments, and I've just said there's no way they're beating Boston. Boston was 3-1 and one against them in the regular season, obviously has owned them in the playoffs the last several years. But Philly's played great. I've got Boston tonight because, like you said, I'm expecting a huge performance from Jason Tatum. What did he do last year when their backs were against the wall? Was it 46 against uh, Miami in Game 7 of the Conference Finals? 43 down 3-2 Game 6 in Milwaukee against Giannis and the Bucks. I'm expecting him to have a huge game. And the Celtics overall are at their best when their backs are against the wall. All right, they like to play around with their food, right? And they get a little lead, they get it's got some cushion, and they relax. But tonight, there's no room to relax. And so I do think they'll come out, have a great game, and force a game seven back in Boston. I said this earlier. I made a, pr- a proposed trade yesterday, uh, Poole and Wiggins, and a draft pick for Jalen Brown and Brogdon. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. The interweb did not love it. But, <laughs> but my takeaway is this. Shaq and Kobe didn't get along, but you pay them because they won titles. Stockton and Malone did get along and work together. They didn't win titles, but I'd still pay them. It worked. But this is a tandem league, and Tatum is passive and Jalen's aggressive but a two and if they can't get past Philly I got questions about giving them the max money and if you lose it gets like timeout Philadelphia is all beat up Harden's old Maxie's not great yet and we can't beat them in the second round I'm not giving the I mean I would keep taking so my thing is if Boston loses tonight is there a chance they say guys we've seen the best of it we couldn't beat the Warriors and they make a move Yeah, look, I mean, this has been six, seven years now. Uh, Three times in the last six years they've been in the conference finals, obviously haven't gotten over the hump. Um, I would listen to talk on Tatum. I I, Look, I like what you said about Jordan Poole with with the uh, Warriors as far as him not fitting. He's kind of loosey-goosey, you know, just doesn't fit their culture and all that. I wasn't mad at that. But if I'm Boston, I got to get back more than Jordan Poole. And I know it was a four-player deal. But Poole, I like him, and I do think he can be a big scorer somewhere else. But I'm not sure if – I want more. If I'm Boston, I'm – 
uh, Cleveland, what, what, let's just think about Donovan, Donovan Mitchell for Jalen Brown. Cleveland, they got a great guard in Darius Garland, a right. great small guard. Yeah. They need a defender on the perimeter. Jalen fits that bill and can give you 25 points. So do you think about that? I don't think the Knicks – Jalen Brunson is great. He's becoming yeah. a little cult hero yeah. here in Manhattan. But how about Jalen Brunson and, and Mitchell Robinson for uh, Robert Williams III and Jalen Brown? I mean, because the Knicks, as good as Brunson is, it, he, he, if he's your best player, you're not getting to a championship. Right. And so I, there are other things I'd look at. But I think you're on the right track with both of them maybe being moved, Poole and Brown. But I don't know that I'd do it for each other. But if I'm Golden State and the Celtics want to do that, then sure. Give me Jalen. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> doing that if I'm Golden State. Okay, so so finally, uh, J-Mac and I had a draft earlier. I went first and took Steph. He then took Jokic. So we had a draft. If we played tomorrow with all the available playoff guys, so put the draft up. Um I think his team is old and rickety and on fumes. I think my team would blow him out. But I guess my point was we, we got into this argument about, like, Jimmy Butler. So I got Curry, Davis, Butler, Brown, and Booker, which is, by the way, uh, Anthony Davis is at the uh, – anyway, his is – he's got a lot of old guys in Tatum. Who would you take in that game tomorrow they play? Who? That's a man. Because Steph, Booker – AD on the defensive end, playoff Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, old Rickety. That sounds like J-Mac. I'm not surprised he picked that team. I'm going with Colin. I'm going with Colin's team. <laughs> now, I would. I'm shocked neither of you has Joel Embiid. We didn't. As great as AD has been, I would go with Embiid over AD just because I know he can give me 30 yeah. consistently. Yeah. And I do think he can play the type of defense AD has, although AD's been the best defender in the playoffs. But I'm going with Colin. Yep, see, that's why he comes on the show. Sorry, J Mac. Yeah. You don't have to. Really eat. not that sorry. That's a, yeah, not, we're not really that sorry at all. <laughs> Good seeing you, Brew. Uh, okay. All right, guys. See all right. You. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.